0: All right, welcome back to the Fundamental Hour, our sermon this week. We're going to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and we'll read some other verses. 1 Corinthians 16, verse number 1, it says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Verse number 2, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, As God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. I'll read these two verses just to show you from the scriptures that the church had a custom of meeting together on the first day of the week. The first day of the week is Sunday. The first day of the week is called the Lord's Day. It's not the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the seventh day. And the early church did not meet on the Sabbath. They met on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, the day that Jesus rose from the dead. I'm not saying that's the only day they met on, but they had a pattern and a custom of meeting on the first day of the week. The Bible says in Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, And upon the first day of the week, when disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Now, during this coronavirus situation, much has been said about whether or not churches should be meeting. Um, In many countries, in my country, in America, in in Ghana, uh, churches were told for a limited amount of time not to meet. They were also told to restrict their numbers to a certain number or do social distancing, things like this. But during this time, there's been debate by those in the media. Some have suggested, even some pastors have suggested that the church shouldn't be meeting, that maybe the church should just wait to 2020, 2021 to meet again. And some in the media have suggested that a church doesn't have to meet, that they can... Uh, They can meet in houses and they can worship the same at home or uh, that that churches don't need to go to one place to meet. Different thoughts and comments are out there that have been said. And I want to address that with you today. I want to talk to you today about church and I want to talk to you some about why the church should meet. And I want to address some of these things that have come up in the media um, but but first of all, let me just answer this question. Why do Christians need church services? Why do Christians need to come together? Why did the disciples gather together on the first day of the week? Um, the answer is simple. God told us to. God said to me, period. That's the end of the discussion. There is no biblical debate on whether you can be a good Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're not meeting with other believers. If you're not gathering together with the church, you're not a good Christian. Okay? You're not fulfilling the command that God gave us to gather together. God started the institution of the church, and it was God that commanded that the church gathered together. Now, why do we meet? Let me give you a few thoughts on why we meet. Number one, we're weak, and we need a spiritual encouragement. We as humans, we as believers in Jesus Christ, we easily get weak spiritually, and we need each other. We need iron to sharpen iron. We need... Uh, our Christian brother, to encourage us in the faith. The Bible says this in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. This chapter in the Bible is probably the best chapter in the Bible to demonstrate to us what is supposed to happen in a church service. And we see in verses 3 through 5, the Bible says this, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Verse 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So the Bible says that what we're supposed to get, what it's teaching here, when we go to church, we should be edified. That means we are built up. That means we are instructed in the faith. That means we are helped by the teaching and the preaching of God's Word. That's why this chapter tells us that nobody should be speaking in a foreign language in the church. Nobody should be speaking in a language that cannot be understood because the purpose of coming together is not that somebody talking in something that nobody understands. The purpose of us coming together is that someone would use their tongue, lip, mouth, and mind to speak words to me that give me instruction, that give me help, that give me aid, that give me comfort, that give me encouragement. That's what's supposed to happen at church. That's why we come to church. Because we're spiritually weak and we need each other's encouragement. And God made it that way. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, in verse 23, 24, and 25, it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promise. That means I'm supposed to live my life continuing to profess Jesus Christ. But I'm weak, and I need encouragement to hold fast to that profession of faith. And the Bible says in verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to his, into good works. We come together to consider one another and to provoke each other to do right to stir each other to righteousness. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. You see that? See, some people forsake the church, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is coming back one day. Our Lord is coming back to this earth, and we're supposed to be living for Him. And we come together, we assemble together to provoke each other to love and good works, to encourage one another, to edify one another. Why else do we come to church? Number two, because we're ignorant and we need education. The Bible tells in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11, Paul is talking to Timothy, who is a pastor, and he says to Timothy, These things command and teach over and over and over again in the books of first and second timothy in the book of titus where paul is giving instruction to pastors he says to them teach teach he tells them keep the doctrine right don't let other people teach bad doctrine teaching is what's supposed to happen at church because we need education we need to know what God says we need to know what God's will is in order to do it we need to learn the Bible says in Titus chapter 2 that the aged women are to teach the younger women the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2 and the things that thou hast heard of many witnesses among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men Who shall be able to teach others also? We're to take what we've learned. I'm to take what I've learned and pass it on to younger men so that when I'm dead and gone, the truth continues. And that's one of the reasons we gather together at church. If you notice in the verse we read earlier in Acts chapter 20, when the disciples were gathered together on the first day of the week, the Bible says that Paul preached unto them, until midnight, Paul preached for hours to these people, and he taught them and he preached to them. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, when all the people came unto him, what did he do? Did they dance around and jump around and act like act like uh, heathen, act like adulterers and adulteresses and fornicate, jump around and dance around to hip hop, rock and roll music? No, they sat down orderly, opened their ears, and they heard God. Teach them. That's what we're supposed to be doing at church. Learning. Getting an education. I want to say something to all of y'all that are watching this right now. Sunday school is more important than a university. It's more important than JHS. It's more important than SHS. is more important than primary school Learning about the Lord our God and His commandments and His precepts and and what He wants us to know and what is His will, that's the most important education that any person could ever receive. And the problem with some of you parents out there is you're more concerned about getting your children into a certain school than you are getting them... To a proper church to hear the preaching and teaching of God's Word. man, It's high time God's people put more concern into what God says than what the institutions of this world says. Let me just tell you something about the institutions of this world. The institutions of this world teach your children that they came from rocks. They teach your children that there was a day when there was this, like, substance. They call it primordial soup. Yeah, that's what they call it, P-R-I-M-O-R-D-I-A-L. See, I went to those schools. I know what they say, primordial soup, and and, and some stuff start moving around in there, and next thing you know, there was a, a little amoeba, and then there was a, a tadpole, and there was a frog, and then there was a fish. And then there was another kind of animal. And then there was a monkey. And then there was an ape. And then there was a Neanderthal man. He looked a lot like us. He just had a lot more hair. And then, voila, here we are. That's ridiculous. That's ungodly. That doesn't make sense to the mind. It doesn't make sense to what we see and experience. It's a lie. And that's what schools teach. That's what the universities teach. That's what they teach doctors. That's what they teach geologists. Listen to me. We go to church because God says this is the book we're supposed to study. And his mind is the mind we're supposed to put into our mind. Amen. We need an education. The Bible teaches us that wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the man who doesn't fear God, the man who doesn't believe in God, the Bible calls him a fool. Why do we go to church? Number three, We need rebuke and correction. The Bible says, preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. We go to church because we do wrong. We go to church because we think wrong. We go to church because we need somebody every week to look at us and say, you need to act right. We need somebody to tell us what right is. We need somebody to point out to us what wrong is. We need to be corrected. We need teaching. We need preaching. We need counseling. That's why we go to church. That's why we gather with other believers. Some of you out there, you saying, oh, but pastor, you say, oh, the New Testament church, they didn't all meet in one place. You're right. They didn't. I've got a church. We have, we have about 700 people to come to our church every Sunday. We have many more people who are members of our church. They don't all show up every week, and they should. But we could split into smaller groups and we could still be having church. But let me explain something to you. A proper New Testament church needs more than just people coming together. It's supposed to grow. It's supposed to mature. Who's going to do the teaching? Who's going to do the preaching? Who's going to do the rebuking? Anybody? No. So when you go off to college and you attend your little meeting in a meeting room at school and there's just a bunch of other 20 and 22 year olds there and none of you hardly you hardly know much about the bible and and there's no pastor there to guide you there's no mature christian there to teach you and preach to you you may be having a gathering but it's not what god intended god intended for a church to have a pastor God intended a church to have elders. God intended church to have aged women that teach the younger women. And this idea that we can just meet anywhere we want to meet and just gather with two or three together and call it a church, I'm sorry, that's not biblical. That's not right. It's not in the Bible. church needs mature believers to guide the young believers. And we need to stop taking a a flippant, uh, casual attitude towards church. And what a church ought to be. Amen. Why do we have church? We need rebuke and correction. Why do we have church? Because we need to plan and organize. The church has a mission. We have a world to reach. Listen, church is not about worshiping. Worshiping is what God tells the Christian to do. I can worship without you. I don't need you to worship my God. I don't need you to talk to my Lord and tell him how great he is. Worship is what I'm supposed to do 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I'm not supposed to have an attitude that I only worship at church, that I only worship with other believers. I'm supposed to worship everywhere. Can we worship at church? Obviously, yes, we should worship at church, but that's not why we come together. We come together for these other reasons. We come together to hear the teaching and the preaching, to pray together, to organize, to be encouraged, to be rebuked, to be corrected. It is an insult to a holy God when some of you, you've got this attitude of, you go to church to worship. And you go to church and you dance around, and you, you, you dance to hip-hop music, you got praise and worship teams that stand up on the platform, women wearing shorts, tight clothes, shaking their body for every man to see, and you call that worship? I'm sorry. That might be worship, but it's vain worship. It's false worship. The worship that we're supposed to give to our God is supposed to be Holy. And righteous. And I don't think a woman gyrating her body in church for every man to look upon is holiness. And I wouldn't call that worship to Jehovah God. And I wouldn't call a bunch of men sitting around the auditorium watching women move their bodies and lusting after them. I wouldn't call that worship. And the sad tragedy is that most churches, that's what they do on Sunday, and then they leave the church house and a lot of these so-called Christians go home and they break open a beer or they turn a, a movie on and they watch fornication. But they feel good about themselves because they went to church and worshipped. No, you ought to be worshipping God when you get home and what you eat and what you look at and what you don't look at. We don't go to church primarily to worship. We go to church to plan and organize and pray and teach and preach. We have a mission, and our mission is to get the gospel out to this world. We go to church to pray together. I've mentioned that, and I I don't have time, but I'm not going to keep on with that idea. But that's my fifth point. We go to church because we need to pray together. You say, preacher. Preacher. You can do all these things online. No, you cannot. I'm sorry, you cannot do these things online. You cannot do these things on a radio. You cannot do these things on a TV program. Telling me that you can do this through the media is like telling a parent that a video chat with his child who's in another country is just the same as visiting them. It's not. I want to touch my child. I want to hug my child. I want to sit down in the room with my child. I don't want to just have a video chat. My child lives in another country. Don't tell me that having a conversation with her on a phone or a video or a TV is the same thing as an in person meeting because it's not. Telling me that you can have church online is like telling a man that he can kiss his wife through a television station. It's not going to happen. It doesn't make any sense that you can have what God describes in the Bible in an online platform. No, that's not church. It's better than nothing, and it can add to. I'm preaching to you right now on TV. It's It's supposed to be adding to what you get at church, not taking the church away. Now, I want to make this clear because I'm about out of time today. Let me say this. I'd rather you go to no church than go to the wrong church you don't have a good church to go to stay at home watch me pray ask God to lead you to a good church said what's a good church well I'll tell you what a good church is one preaching the gospel a good church is one not dancing around and shaking their bodies all over the place a good church is a church that they don't speak in languages that you can't hear and there's a lot of other things and if you'd like help finding a good church then you contact us And we'll try to help you. And I wasn't able to get through this whole message today. But I think I've said enough. Folks, this thing called Christianity is not meant to be casual. And it's not meant meant to be just something that pleasures you and excites you. It's supposed to be God's people fearing Him, obeying His commandments, and doing things according to His will. And those on the media and those who have a platform, and those who have influence, should be very, very, very careful about what they teach when they're not qualified to teach it. And be very, very careful what they teach when they don't back it up with Scripture. Church is supposed to meet. And God's people need to stop fearing everything else. Fearing the government, fearing a virus, fearing this, fearing that. Fear God and obey His commandments. God bless you. Thank you for watching The Fundamental Hour.